I think I've mentioned this before. I have been thinking a lot about death lately. I nearly died twice (laughs) the other day from sheer stupidity within two hours of each other, which was a little bit too much of a shock to the system, I must be honest with you. One of them was I nearly blew up the damn barbecue, and the other one was frigging virtual reality. I'm playing table tennis on a table bouncing a table tennis ball on the table tennis table, yet when I lean on the table tennis table, (laughs) I end up on the ground with my head one millimeter away from the corner of the coffee table. It made Chance sick in the stomach to witness my misadventures. So, yeah, death. As you know, I'm in love with Ingo Swan. And the new book that I just bought that I did a, well, I yeah, I guess it was a discussion about the other day, opens with essentially <laughs> a discussion about death. And what I find really interesting about it is how much knowledge we have lost in a couple of hundred years. On the right side of me, I have a book written by Peter Mark Adams called The Game of Saturn. And in this book, they are talking about the magical rituals by which they can do a reverse cowgirl. Now, what's it called? Theurgy, that's right. They do reverse theurgy and control their reincarnations in such a way that they maintain their bloodline, their wealth line, their power line. And a handful of hundreds of years later, We're basically so clueless that we're reincarnating into, or let's get technical, we'll use Ingo's terminology, we're getting re-embodied in the nearest puppy pumping festival of fertilization. I mean, we've come a long way, baby. And it's kind of really disturbing. (laughs) It's kind of, you know, like, whoa, to think that we have neutered ourselves to such an extent that, as Ingo says, we could end up being the spawn of the nearest butterfly, puppy, kitty, snail. If we die at the right time, at the right place, with the exact lack of skill set that we seem to have perfected in this time and space. I find this, I don't know about you, I find this incredibly disturbing. In fact, I think my new whole horror 
mm, scenario has nothing to do with how bad it can be on this plane. My new whole horror reality has to do with what happens to you after you die. As you may, may or may not know, I did a interview with Thomas Mayer about the spiritual consequences of the the needlecraft, as Thomas Sheridan calls it. And let me tell you, that's fucking scary. And what Ingo is talking about was what, I don't know, 40 years, 1980s? What he's talking about is horrifying before there was even needlecraft, and it all is because we have lost the holistic nature of our existence. We are the materialist. We are the left foot. We're trying to walk through the forest of reality. Well, hop. We're trying to hop through the forest of reality on one foot. We've totally forgotten we have a right foot and that we can walk or skip or run or dance, for God's sakes. I don't know. I really don't know, my loves. I don't know how he ended up in such a pickle. And look, there's so many pickles, and you might think, look, I'm so insane for even worrying about this when, you know, banks are blowing up and people are starving and, uh, you know. But it, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe it's because I'm old and I'm quickly approaching the shedding of my mortal coil. I've always been a planner. I've always been a planner. Well, to that end, I'm just going to read you the introduction of my new favorite book in the whole world, which is the Ingo book. Because he really lays it all out there for anybody who cares to read or listen to me read his very wise words. And I was telling a girlfriend today, it's, I have been interested in this stuff since I was 16. And when I was 16, my mother died and I went out and I bought Rudolf Steiner's I think it's called How to Know Higher Worlds. And literally, I still have it. I literally, from Australia to America to Australia to Thailand, it's still in my bookcase, and I still don't understand what the hell he's talking about. Well, like, I mean, like, whatever. It's not moving me. <laughs> it's not moving me. But one chapter of Ingo, and I'm like, girl, you have to get on this at 50 how old am I going to be this year? I don't know. Too old. You have to get on this because this is real. And especially I was just, you know, on Facebook and I see this. Oh, these things kill me. There was one of those, you know, little videos where it's like the TikToky things that they have on Facebook. And it was like, look at this dog respond to the person who just adopted him. And you can see in this dog so much emotion. Like it makes me want to cry. This dog gets it. It's, it feels it. It knows it. It is like, thank you, mom. 
I wasn't going to be able to hold on much longer. You have saved my life. God bless you. Like all of those emotions like come so strongly across this video. And it's like, well, of course. I mean, if that was like me and I got reincarnated or re-embodied again, re-embodied into a dog and I was stuck in a pound and somebody rescued me, I can totally see me reacting in this way. And so I guess if we don't want to, we don't want to (laughs) be stuck in a puppy or a kitty or a grasshopper, then maybe we need to start paying attention to this stuff. In a way, I started paying attention to this stuff because of the magic show, right? And what magic is has changed so much for me. And as important as it is, there are these other things that seem they're so much more important. <laughs> there's so much, and there's so much. I don't know. I really don't know. Like it's a journey, right? This is not about the destination; it's about the journey. And whoa, is my journey all over the place? But anyway, enough rambling from me. I'm going to read you Ingo because wow, he's my new favorite person, and I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. The psychic type of person usually figures out on their own that there is no death except that suffered by the physical body. Sages have commented on this and people who have suffered clinical death experiences even more so. But truly little has ever actually been written about the dying reincarnation experience. When you die, a number of things can happen to you. And which one it will be depends a great deal on how you've considered life and death in the first place. That is, whether you have more or less tried to prepare your mentality for the transition from one body to a new one. The first thing to bear in mind is that when you die, others are also dying at the exact moment, perhaps millions. People usually think of their death when they do think of it, as a unique, individual, and isolating experience. When you leave the body, you will naturally be deprived of all contact with its physical perceptual systems, eyes, ears, touch, etc., as well as the body's brain. If you have depended exclusively on the physical perceptual systems, and have not activated any of the trans-physical psychic perceptual systems, it is most likely you will be cast into a state resembling deep, dark, sensationless sleep. You will have no perceptions, not even of yourself. You might then not even leave the physical body, but get buried with it and remain in the grave for a long time until, through some chance, your natural psychic systems activate and you wake up. You might hang out at the mortuary, on the grounds by the grave, or in the hospital or place where the body died. All around you, but you will not know it, will be battalions of other dead, such as yourself, who are plastered everywhere 
layers deep without so much as a flicker of awareness. The length of this know-nothing state is variable and depends almost entirely on some outside energy or force that shocks you out of it, at which time some or possibly all of your inherent psychic awareness units might activate and get you on the move again. In the next somewhat upward state, and in order to get another body and reincarnate, you will at least have to be perceptive of sexual flows and the vast amount of physical energy that explodes during orgasms. Sexual activity acts like a magnet for disembodied souls, and they gravitate to copulating couples, much like leaves on a river that gravitate to the center of a whirlpool and are eventually sucked into it. If you have very little activated psychic awareness, you will probably just gravitate to the nearest copulating couple. Not every copulation results in a fetus, but you may hang around that couple waiting for a fertilization to take place. Unfortunately, you may, in your unknowingness, enter an egg or a sperm and get flushed away with the residue of the sex act if fertilization does not take place. All of this is a heavy experience. If millions are dying at the same time, so also are people copulating by the millions all over the world. The realm of sexual flows and whirlpools is enormous and taken altogether constitutes an exceedingly difficult time. For every available and possible fertilization, there are multitudes of souls trying to obtain the same potential body. Often, Numerous souls claim the same fetus at the same time. The one who will be in control of the new body is the one whose psychic systems first integrate with the new body's forming brain plate and thereafter have control of the rest of the anatomy. The human being is actually a collective of souls. For this reason, many of which can at times influence the ultimate behavior of the whole, resulting in one type of split personality. This type of body acquisition is spiritually instinctual and can take place with hardly any of the other more pronounced and more selective psychic awarenesses being active. But if psychic awarenesses are at extremely low states, there is no guarantee that the copulation flows that attract the spiritual instincts will be human ones. Animals, insects, are also copulating by the billions all over the world. These can attract lower order souls who lack the activated psychic awareness necessary for selecting a particular species. The average human will be outraged at the idea of being reborn in an animal or other body. But outrage hasn't much to do with it. It happens. And preventing it is one of the best reasons of all for activating your overall psychic awareness system. 
Okay, lovely. So for now, I'm going to leave it there, but it hasn't even begun to get good yet. I mean, it's incredible, right? <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is compared to where it's going. So I'm going to read you more, but um, more soon. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Hekka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Holm, Mark Passio, John Zaraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com. Material has become.